everybody. Welcome to the Blue Collar Built Podcast, a show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences or going through it. Hey, everybody. I am John, the host of Blue Collar Built, and I'm joined today by my brother and co-host, Jake. What up? What's new? What's going on? Not much. Just got done playing basketball. Yeah? Didn't go so well, but... Didn't do too hot? Got a workout in, so... There you go. It was nice. You Are you feeling like you're getting your legs back? Oh, yeah. Good. And I'm doing, like heavy legs every week now mm-hmm. it's usually i'll probably do it on tuesday that way next like sunday my legs aren't just for basketball reasons yeah. so i'm hitting legs pretty much like twice a week Sweet. so yeah they're feeling good i'm getting to that point now where i've been doing cardio every single day on the elliptical and my legs are to that point where they don't hurt anymore they're just like just do it mm-hmm. you know yeah so i can still I can still feel them. My lungs aren't quite there yet, though. Mine aren't either, which is weird. <clears throat> I think it's because it's cold. Yeah. And everything, drainage-wise, is real thick because it's cold. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. But anyways, um, <clears throat> this week, we want to talk a, a little bit about business. It's what we do. Um, I've had two businesses of my own. Um, if you've listened up to this to this point in the podcast you've heard a little bit about the first business that i had the failure with that and bouncing back with this current business that yeah. i have so um i want to ask you a question though if you could start a business what kind of business would you oh, start shit if i like had unlimited money or mm-hmm. what well not necessarily unlimited money i'm just saying had you had not joined me if you were going to go out and like start a business make it on your own like what kind of business would you start oh man I, I i would have to think more on this but i would line it up with one of my hobbies for sure i would okay. try to okay so like if like if i had unlimited money i would try to st- start a golf course and like manage that but, okay yeah but you're not gonna but do that's that like cost scratch. no because the right. loan is gonna be millions of dollars right um hmm I, dude, I don't know. It's interesting that you say you would do like a a hobby because I think that's where a lot of people go because they go, oh, I like to do my yeah. hobby. So maybe I would like to start a business that's tailored around my hobby. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty common theory. Yeah. Um, I also think there's some – I think sometimes that can be really good and it can work. For people yeah and then i also have heard many times people are like i wish i wouldn't have done this because it ruined like say for instance for golf i wish i wouldn't have done this because it ruined golf for me yeah and you know what i already found that out too when i tried to go stream and i thought it was going to be really fun it felt like a job immediately yeah, even though i wasn't it. making any money or anything it's like well i have to be doing this that takes the fun away from video games then right because I had to play for like eight hours or something along those lines. And it's like, well, am I actually enjoying this or does it feel like I have to be doing this? Right. So I've already felt that. And I think that's kind of a common misconception at first when people are thinking about, um, you know, do I do I start a business? What do I want to do? Um, another one, which I think usually tends to work more, which is kind of the route that I went with, obviously, the um, the second business, which is what we do, it's a it's a concrete company. Mm-hmm. Jake and I have um, concrete company. We pour, we do anything flat work wise. 
and uh, our father had a concrete company and that's where I learned the trade. Mm -hmm. And so when I was done with my previous business, dabbled in the corporate world for a little bit, figured out that wasn't for me. Um, I just went back to my roots and that's worked out pretty well for me. Yeah. So um, I think that kind of stuff tends to work better for people. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to find because like I said, like the straight, like I would love to do that, but mm -hmm. I found out that it's, it's going to be work. Right. But, and everybody's got to work. And that's why I think I like concrete because I, I enjoy doing it, but at the same time, it's work still. Right. It's <clears throat> in your mind, you're not going to go, I'm doing this for a hobby. Like, I'm going to call up somebody yeah. and see if they need help all the time because it's work. It, it is. It's but work. I also enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So. But you, at the end of the day, you can separate yourself from it. Yeah. You can go do your hobbies. Exactly. Yourself. Whereas, like, if you started a business tailored around your hobby, that would become your life start to finish. Maybe it, you might even give up the hobby to do it. Like you said, it might not even be fun anymore. Yeah. And that's so. what I found because I enjoy playing video games. Right. So then after I'm done, let's say I am a streamer and I'm, what, what am I doing for fun? Well, that was my, that was the thing I did for fun. I just did that all day already. Right. So. I don't know. It's it's weird. You just put a different mindset to it. Yeah. Which I think is key. Um, when you're starting in business, I think you really need to kind of focus in on what you want that business to be. Uh, one of the biggest things that that I talk that I've noticed in this second business, um, because with concrete work, there's so many different avenues you can mm -hmm. do. You can do like what we do, which is generally I'd say 95% of the time residential tear out and replace. We tear out somebody's driveway. We put it back. Mm -hmm. There's new home construction, which we don't even care to fuck with. Nope. There's commercial work. There's industrial work. There's, I mean, you can go so many different avenues. And one thing that I've, that I've found is obviously our niche is what we do. You know, we produce more doing what we do and it's usually when we try and dabble in another area that kind of slows us down i mean it's not that we can't do it it just slows us down because it's not really what we do yeah so what i've been trying to do is focus more in just staying in the realm of what we do in order to progress the business that way absolutely so when in our world, when we take on something new, not that I'm saying you shouldn't try new things, but if it's not something you're ready to dive into and make that part of your business model, like stay away from it because mm -hmm. it's only going to hurt your business in the end. Just, yeah. You know, keep that main focus on what it is you're good at. And then when you're ready, you know, obviously, if you want, if you choose to dive into other things, I mean, we're kind of dabbling more into smaller commercial stuff now too yeah. which is good um it's still not something that i'm convinced i want to do but i definitely am interested enough that i want to try it yeah but there's know? there's like certain times right mm -hmm. where it's like you know we're, we don't have a lot going on so obviously we're gonna try something new because we don't right. obviously we're gonna be busy this summer so that's probably not gonna be one of the cases or like an astronomical price right right but that's so that's another thing, too, because that's something people get kind of tied up in. Like, oh, my gosh, there's so, you know, you get, you know, especially in our world when you're mm -hmm. bidding work, like, oh, my goodness, like this is a $50,000 job. And people mm -hmm. get tied up into like how much money, like 
sometimes money is a driver when it shouldn't be mm-hmm. because what good is a $50,000 job? It's going to take you a while. If it can take a month, whereas somebody who's geared for that should be able to get it done in a week and a half. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. you're. And we, you've done that before. Even this summer, you're just like, no, someone's going to be able to do this. Right. They know what they're doing. It's going to yes. be. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, if we have the work, which we do, yeah. um, it's more beneficial to us to do what we are good at mm-hmm. because then we aren't drawing this out. We're not losing money on the back end by taking yeah. all this time to do something we have no business doing. Right. So I think it's really important to just kind of zero in on what it is because you're going to end up producing more and growing your business more Yeah. when you focus on that one thing. Um, it's kind of like the idea of like when you go to a restaurant and you open up a menu and there's like 50,000 things on the menu, mm-hmm. that restaurant's not doing all those things right. They might taste like food, but there's probably only going to be, you know, five to ten things that are going to be phenomenal. What is that? Yeah. Speaking of which, what's that uh, Gordon Ramsay show? He goes and, like, does uh, – he does which one? He's got a couple. He does. It's one where he goes, like, this business restaurant is failing, and he goes in there. Well, on one of the episodes, the these people had, like, 50,000 things on their menu. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, how are you guys making all this shit? Right. Do like three different things, special things, and that's your menu. Be good at it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then if you want to add from there, you know, once you have these on lock, then go from there. It's yeah. just like learning a trade. Once you have a trade down, mm-hmm. like once you know what you're doing as far as pouring concrete, you can go from doing sidewalks to doing uh, patios to mm-hmm. doing driveways. And then once you're good at, you know, more volume stuff, maybe you tackle a small parking lot or a small commercial job. Right. There's always that place you have to start Mm -hmm. and you can't be afraid. Like a lot of um, new entrepreneurs or new people who are in business tend to start worrying, I think a lot because they're, they're new into business. And we've kind of talked about this, not on a business side, but you start getting in your head, right? Like, why am I not as successful as this other person? Mm -hmm. And in, in business, it's really easy to, to like get there especially after your first year and you go man it's my first year i haven't really shown a profit which i can tell you right now coming from somebody who's had two different businesses like to profit in your first year you already have to have tried and failed so many different things to succeed that quickly Mm -hmm. that you make a profit so what yeah. I'm what I'm getting at is I failed really hard at my first business. That taught me a lot of different things. So in my second business, I knew what to look for. I knew what I was doing on the business aspect. I already knew how to pour concrete. That wasn't the complicated part. The complicated part was taking what I had learned in business from my first business and making sure that it didn't fail on the second one. And we were able to profit that first. Mm-hmm. So... You just got to go through it. You're, you know, don't be surprised if you're not going to make money. What you need to focus on is like, you need to set yourself as, okay, here's day one, here's zero. How have I grown in that first year? What have I learned? What is my business doing? Obviously, you don't want your business to fail. Just 
know, don't be surprised, especially on a retail end, because that's what the first business was. Well, you're going to have a minus number to start. Exactly. Right? On retail. You're going to have a loan hanging over your head. You're absolutely going to have that because you got to buy product to sell, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to do that is probably to take a loan from somewhere. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a bank, family members, you know. Somebody's going to have to invest in your idea. Right. And that's what. That's kind of what happened with us is I was never able to catch up with that on the on the retail end, yeah. and we tried to grow, and so I tried to add more money to the business when I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that really takes a lot of discipline, and I don't think people necessarily realize that at first. It takes a lot of discipline to not make money. I mean, it takes a lot. Because let's fast forward you get past that first year, second year, you're making some money, right? What do you want to do? Yeah, you, you want to spend you, it, right? You want to spend it. You want to start paying yourself. I mean, spending it could be many different avenues. You want you want to start paying yourself. You want to start maybe, you know, buying this stuff because guess what? You know, oh, I deserve this. I've worked really hard to get where I'm at. And you know, we made twenty, thirty thousand dollars last year, so we mm-hmm. have it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> What your mentality really should be is, what am I going to do if I take that money and I reinvest it back into my business? Mm -hmm. Can I pay off, if you're in retail, can I pay off some of the debt that I had to incur so that way I can make my profitability faster Mm -hmm. the next year? Can we get rid of all of this debt? Can we chunk it down? You know, can we afford to buy or to pay more employees so we can get more customers in yeah. the door? Or just like updating, like bath, updating right. bathrooms, updating yeah. where, whatever business it is, like the, like the interior, make mm-hmm. it look nicer so you're going to get more people in there. Right. Type of thing, right? Yeah. And it takes, you know, it because most people who are going to start a business, a small business, are probably people who have worked a nine to five before that, used to making X amount of money. And when you're, when you start out in business, business money can be big, right? Like mm-hmm. you can deal in the tens of thousands, you can deal in the hundreds of thousands. Generally, you're going to be somewhere where you're going to be working with more money than you've probably ever worked with by receiving just a paycheck. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's flashy at first. You know, like if absolutely if somebody said, here's 50 grand, go do something with it. You know, are you going to go, well, okay, I'm going to pay myself 10 and then I'm going to use 40. Like, does that. I feel like that's like the the big part about that. Right. Is like understanding all the costs. They give you your check, understanding how much money am I actually making here. Right. And so it's really easy to kind of get not big headed, but like get to a point of comfort where you think, oh, you know, okay, I'm making X amount of money now, I can start to pay myself. Whereas what you should probably be thinking is I've already gone this far living below my means. What is, what's another year going to look like if I just reinvest this money into the business? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, I mean, there were times where I had the first business, I was still working a job because I wasn't able to pay myself because I wanted to keep some of that money going in there Mm -hmm. part of the mistake that i made with the first business was paying myself too early which kind of leads me to another topic the reason i started paying myself too early is because i was listening to people i shouldn't have been listening to. oh really you know yeah Mm. and i 
and you're going to run into that. So if you if you start a new business, you're going to have friends, you're going to have family, you're going to have all these people who are going to be in your ear telling you you should do this, telling you you shouldn't do this, telling you all of these things. <clears throat> and if you don't know any better, that's going to kind of mentally mind fuck you a little bit because you're going to now you're going to start thinking <clears throat> is what this person said right well look at what that person's doing have they ever started a business probably not are they in your position have they have they ever run a business before mm-hmm. probably not so you're inputting this completely unneeded stress from outside people who aren't even remotely close to doing what you're doing your best bet is to try and link up with somebody in your industry. You know, if you're a retail business and you're in like uh like where how we were on the 100 block and there's multiple businesses around you, if you yeah. see a successful business, maybe reach out to the person who owns that business. You know, hey, I'm I'm a, a new business owner. Do you have any information for me? You know, don't listen to the people who aren't doing the things that you're doing because that will start making you kind of second guess yourself when you shouldn't be because those people have no idea what they're doing they've only ever worked for somebody they don't have any valuable input whatsoever and i know that kind of sounds harsh but if you are somebody who knows somebody who's starting a business the best thing you can do for that person is just be supportive don't give them any unsolicited advice because you have none because you've never done it you know mm-hmm don't don't bring in that unwanted stress from from people on the outside. Yeah. And that was something that I probably should have done a lot better at in in the beginning because I I did. I was new. I had been around business, you know, obviously, but it wasn't something that I should have welcomed as much as I did or had had it affect me as much as I did. Now, you know, it's funny because people still try and do it and I just cut them off. No, I'm yeah. not a dick about it, but it's like, yeah, I just give them a one word answer response, you know, kind of signaling like I'm not even interested well, yeah, in having this at conversation. The, at this point, yeah, you're well established with your knowledge. So. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's an important thing to remember because there are going to be those kind of people on the flip side, you know, once you start, building your business and let's say you're in there how many times have you overheard like employees of another business be you know not constructive criticism but they critique how the the owner or the boss is doing things yeah oh i could do this so much better oh i did that on my last job right okay one thing i want to tell people is it's really easy when you're on the back end of a business to go I can do this better, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in the case you were just describing, it's a little different. It's a corporate world. Um, there's a lot of red tape. There were a lot of things that I could have done better because we worked for the same company. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of things that I was doing better. I think um, innovation on production is really important. What I'm getting at are the people who go out and work for small businesses and think that they can run that business better than oh yeah than the person doing it. Mm-hmm. Yet those people have never again. You're back to this person's never started a business ever. 
what they're looking at is such a small view of what yeah, it actually Yeah, you have to takes. manage fucking everything. Right. I know I could not. That's probably what my business would be. I would I kind of I kind of like cooking. I definitely like baking. I maybe a restaurant or something, but like I don't think I could manage a fucking restaurant, man. I don't think I can handle it. Right. And that's kind of what I'm so that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. I think you could, by the way. I think you'd figure it out. Would you fail if quite I was a bit? Passionate enough, yes. Yeah, but I when, like I said, I'm not a confrontational person. So it's like if someone's doing like I have to be the force to be like, hey, get your shit together. Maybe I could do that. Yeah, maybe. But well, and that's a good. It would cause a, me a lot of stress because I hate yelling at people or telling yeah. people what to do with like an anger or a force. I guess. Well, and that's a good little side note too. Like being in business requires a lot of. Um, not confrontational conversations, but conversations that a lot of people just want to avoid. Like yeah. you have to have like their uncomfortable conversations are just a part of being in business. Yeah, you're gonna have uncomfortable conversations with customers. You're gonna have uncomfortable conversations with your suppliers, your customers, your employees. I mean. The list goes on and yeah. on. You have to be comfortable having those conversations, mm-hmm. and then eventually they're not uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't. Say, I, I could do it. I would just need to grow to be able to do that. I think. Right, and I think that's a an important key too. Is it? It takes time. Like, mm-hmm. like I had mentioned a little bit before was a lot of people get in their head like I'm not doing this fast enough. This isn't, you know, why am I not at the level that this other person in this industry is, um, you know, if those are the kind of questions that you're asking yourself after, you know, a year or two into it, uh, stop, stop thinking about it because mm-hmm. you're, you never know what, what that person that you're comparing yourself to, you don't know what their situation is in business. And yes, they might be more successful than you, but they might've been in it twice as long as you, you know, if you're only in it two years, it might be five, you know, somebody else might have 10 years into it. Stop comparing yourself to their level of success when you're not even playing in the same realm that they are. Yeah. I also saw that this summer, like most, especially in the same industry, most businesses are going to have like a base model, but people are going to do things differently. Like even people we work with, I see how they do things differently than we do. And both are successful, so absolutely. And that's and that's a good way to look at it. Don't don't gauge like what you see from other businesses. You know, use yourself. Use yourself as a measurement. Mm-hmm. Am I successful? Did I grow this year? If the answer is yes, you know, your key thing you're missing is time. Yeah. Like that's the important thing to remember. You're not really gonna be able to do it faster. There's gonna be some cases where you're gonna be able to build a fat a company faster than somebody else maybe you have the ability to have more startup funds or something like that Mm -hmm. but as far as like actually trying to play catch up like you're always going to be behind somebody who started 10 years before you like there's you know there's just no way around that unless that person has absolutely stopped growing you're not going to catch that person and that's okay Mm -hmm. like you're not meant to catch somebody else's business you're supposed to build your own right that's and and that's something I have to continuously tell myself because in our world there there are a lot of things that that I want to do and the more successful we become 
I have to revert back to that discipline of living below my means, making sure I'm growing my business because I know if I do that for five to ten years straight, game over. Yeah. I can do whatever I I want to do on the back end. Yeah. You know, so you can't you can't really use anybody else's kind of a comparison. As weird as that is, because we we do we want to gauge our success based off of somebody else, but you need to gauge your success based off of what you're doing and how you're growing. Yeah, your numbers are going to tell you that, yeah. right? Um, your the stuff you're able to start doing, you know, if you can take on more work, it's going to tell you you're growing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many different ways to gauge your own success versus comparing yourself to somebody else. Yeah. I think that's only natural though, just cause you want to, I think we've talked about it before. It's like, you want to make sure you're doing it right. 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 So that's just natural in my opinion. You're like, yeah. oh, am I, I'm in my second year. Is this where I'm supposed to like, there's answers like you probably won't find. Right. You know, you just kind of have to go through it, but you did say something important is like, you'll see it in the numbers, right? Yeah, you'll see it in the numbers, and that's a good... I mean, mean, if you're greedy, you're going to be like, well, I'm doing something wrong. Well, you got to be in the right... I feel like you got to be in the right mindset to be like, well, no, this is good. I'm not killing it, but I'm doing something right. Yes, I'm moving forward. But there's going to be people out there that are like, when they started it, they're like, I need to be here, and this is, you know, Mm -hmm. greedy, greedy. Right. can get in the way, I feel like. Yeah. And And it's interesting, too, because I... um have run across other businesses or other people who in our industry and these are just you know conversations we have and and they start seeing what you're doing and then they start throwing these big discussions out of like oh you know well i just bought this for x and it's like sweet dude like i can tell like i've, I've been doing this long enough i can tell that something about what i'm doing is making you uncomfortable even though you're in the completely wrong mindset like that's something when I started this business, I decided I was never going to be like the person who's like, no, I'm just going to run my competitor into the ground because I don't give a fuck. I'd rather work with everybody mm-hmm. in this town than have that kind of relationship. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's that's another thing that people tend like, oh, we're going to go out and I'm going to build this business and crush these people. And it's like, don't do that because chances are the people you think you're going to crush have that time ahead of you they have the funds you don't have so it's probably i mean you don't have to be like buddy buddy at the end of the day yes you are competitors but you can have a cordial relationship Mm -hmm. you need to remember that yeah you know now if that person is a dickhead back to you and they're not even interested then yeah go out and get yours but don't do it in the mentality that that you're gonna like run them into the ground yeah you know focus on your business that's what's important Mm mm-hmm because at the end of the day, if you don't do that, then you're occupying more brain space on something. It'd be more that stressful, right? right? You don't need all that. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't need. Just do what you're doing and focus on that. Because otherwise, you're going to stress and it's going to be unhealthy, and you're going to start questioning yourself, and then you're going to start going down all these other avenues that just don't even need to take place. Um, I think a business needs to be bigger than just collecting a paycheck as well you know we know one person in particular um who has kind of a hard time with this i think and he i think he always has um there is a 
there's a business that we work with because this person has started a business to collect a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Right. Like in my mind and there, and there might be people out there who are comfortable with that. Um, we, we compete with people outside of the person I'm thinking of. There's, there's other companies that do work so cheap in our realm because at the end of the day, that's all they want. They just want what they would normally make on a week. They just don't want to work for somebody. Yeah. That's not good. In my eyes, that's not good. If you're going to be in business, it's to grow and provide opportunity for other people to provide a very good product, not the cheapest product, but to provide a good product. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to like, you're, you're going to affect an industry in general and you're not going to last. Like you're going to, in our world, we call them wheelbarrow pushers, right? Yeah. The guys who show up do the cheapest work because they can make $100 that day mm-hmm. and that's all they're concerned with. Well, guess what? Those guys come and go. They don't last that's in any industry. Yeah. I mean, don't do it just to be to make a paycheck. If you want to do that, go work for somebody. If you don't want to work for somebody, then change your business model because you're not going to make it. If if you consistently have the this is the best I can do mentality and that's all you can like like that's all you strive for, like I just want to make $1000 a week because that's what I would make for somebody else. Now, one kind of caveat to that is I think there are industries where you can do that, and that's kind of a common thing we're seeing in society right now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, people are just doing this kind of, oh, I work 20 hours this week, and I'm living my life, and I'm making, okay, if you're that, then great, but don't call it a business. You're not not in a business. You're Mm -hmm. just making a paycheck. Right. I think that's that's important. Um, One thing I can say is I don't know if I can say I'm the best at what we do especially at the level we're at um I wouldn't claim that what I do know is be arrogant I put in the effort and I use the skills that I that I have and I do the best job that I possibly can and then above all of that I think one of the key things in business is that you just try and get you know that much better each time yeah you become Keep better. pushing your ceiling up right right those people you're talking about before have very low ceilings right and that's where you know quality comes in i mean we are in a service industry i know i was talking kind of about retail there but we're in a service industry the service industry is about providing good service to a customer like we don't necessarily sell things like tangible things i mean yeah you can touch a driveway and whatnot but we don't actually sell the product right we sell the finish Mm -hmm. that's really important i'm not i wouldn't say i'm i am a stickler for our quality which is why we do what we do and people call us and want us to do the work for them Mm -hmm. would i say i'm the best at it no there's probably guys who've been doing this 20, 30 years who probably can do it faster, better, or at least produce the same kind of quality that we can. Yeah. But I strive to become better each job. Mm-hmm. I take on some more challenging things, which you're going to love this one that we just got yesterday because it is nothing but a challenge. So lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a wonderful one, but that's the thing. The lady really couldn't find anybody. 
because nobody wanted to tackle the the challenges that were in front that proposed this house that has, you know, a 12-foot retaining wall in back and a 12-foot retaining wall in front. It's going to be difficult to get material in. It's going to be difficult to get material out. Um, but it's only going to critique our skill mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think as long as you can continuously strive to do that, you're going to better your business. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say... I am the most knowledgeable about what we do, but there's two key things to that. I'm not trying to be um, the most knowledgeable when it comes to like bookkeeping, right? There's people I can pay to do that. And that's one thing you got to kind of decide when you're getting into business at first, what am I willing to learn or what do I need to do? And then what can I afford to pass off to somebody who has way more knowledge than me. that ties in with the first thing we talked about is like we want to stay in our own lane type of i think that correlates very well right, right? yeah because we're gonna if we don't have the expertise or the time and it, but it's a big job and we're like well this isn't really our wheelhouse well we're gonna probably pass it off and somebody else is gonna do it right right yeah. and that and that's really important and, and a good example of that that i personally do is payroll I don't yeah. handle any payroll. Mm-hmm. I pay a lady to do all your payroll. Yeah. All I want to do is at the beginning of the week go, this is how much my employee had as far as hours go. At the end of the week, she sends me an email with all the breakdown stuff, and the money gets deposited into an account. Yep. I don't have to try and learn all that. That would be a nightmare, I feel like. Right, but there are people out there who do that, and sometimes you do have to do that. So I, I understand both aspects because, it's again, it's back to cost-cutting. I mean, that is a way you could reinvest your money back into your For business. For sure, you're learning right? a new skill like bookkeeping or something like that and knowing how to do the taxes out of the paycheck. You don't have to pay somebody to do that, so you're cutting your costs. Right. <clears throat> also taking more time out of your— It's taking more time, and it's, and it's um, opening up failure that doesn't need to be there so if i screw i would feel terrible if i screwed up on somebody's paycheck because then i'd have to go back and fix it i mean that's their livelihood i want to entrust that and with somebody that i know can do that job Mm -hmm. and it's really not that costly like i look at the i think i pay a hundred dollars a month for that service that hundred dollars that i pay for that service is well worth all the time it would take for me to learn how to do that and the time it would take for me to actually execute doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another thing you got to kind of play with when you're when you're starting that. Same with, you know, bookkeeping. Yes, I do all my bookkeeping. I track exactly where I'm at, but when it comes to filing taxes and all that, I have a CPA who does all that. Yeah. Those are the kinds of services that I rely on so that I can be as good as I can be in what I'm doing. Yeah. Plus, you know, there's also kind of a warm, fuzzy feeling when I hire CPAs or I hire bookkeepers, payroll people. I tend to stick with other local small companies. Yeah, you're giving them work. Right. So we're pushing it back out to other people who are also trying to grow and do their thing in business, which, which is really nice. Yeah. I think. Um, let's see, what else do I got? I know this was kind of a lot. It's it's just 
something that I've been wanting to discuss because like I said, this, you know, this podcast is about our lives and this is a big part of, of our lives, you know, and business is not easy. Um, I would advise that if, if I had given the choice to do both businesses over again, I would probably go the second route because to me, um, it's a little bit easier. Retail is a tough world to be in because as you stated before, you have to spend money before you even start making money. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the service industry, what we do, and it was a lesson that I, that I learned from uh, watching some of the, the things that happened with dad's company, you know, um, some of the bad things that happened to him. And I was actually able to learn and critique my own company in ways to kind of help prevent that. But one of the biggest things on the service end is how you can, you can actually start a service business with very little money. Yeah. I mean, when I started this business, I had $3,000. I yeah. took, I ended my corporate job. They paid me my vacation. I had a ton of vacation, and that's what I used to start this business. Yeah. Fast forward, we're very successful now, and it was totally worth the investment. But how I was able to do it was I was, because we're in a service industry, I could use the customer's money for the product that they needed. I didn't have to buy my product out. So generally what we do is we have a, we have an amount. So usually anything under about $5,000 we'll just do because that's a job we're going to have done in probably a day and a half. Yeah. Um, Anything over that we, you get, you got to get creative. You start, you do things like you get a draw up front when you start the job. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're going to have, you know, 50% of that job is going to be material. Well, if you get that 50% up front, you don't have to use any of your money, any of your profits to buy that material. You're using the customer's money to buy the material for their job, which is a big deal. I mean, you can grow a lot faster because now you're not using your own your own profit. Yeah, you don't have 50 minus 50,000 minus $100,000 to rent on this shop and get all the products or anything like that right and then at the end of it when the job's done then you collect your profit and then your profit goes and adds on to your bank account yeah and you grow and so you're able to grow a little bit faster buy a dump truck then you can buy other things that you need to make your business grow even more yeah you you reinvest that money like we discussed before and Mm -hmm. you just keep growing and year after year once you put that time in eventually you're at a place and you know, th- fortunately for this company, I don't have to take any loans out like I did for my retail business. Yeah. I didn't have, I mean, I'm able to manipulate that money, yes, and I can use it as a loan or not, and so I don't deplete my capital. That's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to because I, I stuck with that mentality of you know, using somebody else's money for their job and most people are okay with that like i don't think there's a service industry out there who's like i mean that's one of the number one questions i get when i go and bid a job how do you want paid do you want do you do money up front do you want a certain percentage how do you do this you know and then we start the conversation from there most times i don't even have to start that conversation no most homeowners do that so that's really nice um but yeah, it's just, you know, it's fun. I I definitely would 
encourage anybody who's interested in doing it to do it. Just understand, you know, it takes time. You're going to fail. It's inevitable. Nobody does it right all the time. I mean, even, even as successful as we are now, I mean, there's things that I still struggle with. I'm going to be learning. You know, that's the thing about business too. You're always going to be learning. I mean, you're never going to stop learning. Yeah. And that's what's fun. And then you get to turn around and teach it, you know, and that I enjoy that too. Mm -hmm. So that's all I got for this week. I just wanted to kind of touch base on, on the business side of things of what, what we do. And, uh, I encourage you to go out there and, and tackle it, you know, dive into it a hundred percent. If it's something you think you want to do, I mean, don't dabble, just do it. Yeah. And especially if you're a younger person, you got the rest of your life, you know, don't, that's one thing I am glad that I jumped into business early because I was able to kind of work all the things out before Mm -hmm. I really got into my life and started having a family and people I had to support. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have that effect, affect my life much anymore. So you got anything else? No, I I mean, I wish I could have added more, but I'm kind of like a secondary looking down on you running this thing. So yeah. hopefully in the future, I'll be able to add more. Absolutely. In the future, you'll be able to have the, the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll be awesome. And who knows, from there, we might be able to talk about all the other businesses that started. And yeah, right. Moved on. And That'd be sweet. Because, yeah, that's the other, you know, that's kind of the goal, though, right? Right. That's one, one thing, you know, focus on starting your business, but then don't stop there. You know, continue to push, push the envelope and branch out. A good entrepreneur usually has many different sources of income, you know, whether that's a couple different businesses or a couple different avenues within the business. And, uh, you know, one thing with that is generally one's not going to have an effect on the other. So that's, that's kind of a good closing thought. Anyways, feel free to reach out to us. If you have any business questions, if you have any questions about um, what Jake and I talk about, just in general on the podcast, reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram at the Blue Collar Built Podcast. Don't forget, share the show if you have anybody who you feel would get any valuable input from this. Let them know. We're, uh, we're here. We want to hear from you guys, and we love the conversation. Catch you next week.